Welcome back to Dial H for Hero Clicks. This is episode 245. I'm your host, Chris Britton. Let's go. Dial H for Hero Clicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all of the latest Hero Clicks singles and sealed products. So check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Joining me in the studio again this week is my sexy ranch hand co-host Calder Ness. What's going on, Calder? Howdy, howdy. Let's get rowdy. Let's get rowdy indeed again this week. Uh, we like to normally start us off on Dial H with what made us happy. So what made you happy? I got two things uh, this week. Uh, the first one is Toy Fair. I, besides the HeroClix spoilers, I am a huge Marvel Legends uh, collector fanatic. We got to see a lot of good Captain America figures. There's going to be some cool two-packs coming out. There's a really good-looking Korg Marvel Legends sculpt that I really like. There's just a, really a lot of really awesome action figures that I know I'm going to be buying in the future that I'm seeing, and I just – I'm – I'm loving it. I really am. There's some really cool wrestling figures. And even on the DC side of things, they're doing this really cool uh, luchador-style Batman, Superman, Deathstroke, Wonder Woman uh, figure line, which looks really cool. I don't know if I'm going to buy any, but they, they just look really like high-quality figures. The second thing that made me happy this week was uh, – maybe this one didn't make me happy. We got we to gotta get it out of the way here. Someone's trying to take my job, and, and that person who shall be nameless – <laughs> uh, needs to know there's only one sexy ranch hand and uh, you're talking mad smack for someone who's uh plane ticket away from an ass whoop i mean a butt whooping so uh, let's <laughs> let's let's just let's just clear the air right now i'm just i'm just messing around chance uh he seems like a real stand-up guy you guys had a great podcast last week did an awesome job without me even though i was i was hitting the road home grizzling weekend of hero clicks so I really, I really did like the podcast last week, guys. You, you all did a great job. Well, thank you. Thank you. And once again, for the gentlemen that were on, I really did appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, one thing I did want to mention about Toy Fair, or actually ask you about Toy Fair, was did you see the sculpt for, I think his name is Rock Python? Oh, Rock Python. Is that, is that a Serpent Society member? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I saw... They've been slowly, in like Marvel Legends waves, slowly trickling out like a member of the Serpent Society here and there. So I, <laughs> I am actually a little excited to finally get a little bit closer to having a really good bulk of the society uh, made. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. Uh, I think it was Collectible on, on uh, Twitter said that I can't believe that we're getting a, a Python, a Rock Python, before we're getting – and uh, Legends, before we're getting it in Heroclix. I'm like, but he's too much of a unit, an absolute unit. Yeah, absolute unit. Into a Heroclix. I don't know if we can handle that amount of pure alpha in this game. We <laughs> – so... Spoiler, we can't. Spoiler, we can't. No. Um, Surface uh, Society yeah. is too good. I don't know if they're going to be able to take over the 2019 Morlock meta, but, you know, it might be uh, a close second. I had to force that in there. Does, maybe. It, feel, does it feel forced? Does it it doesn't feel super forced. Well, obviously, there's no Morlocks, so it's it's really forced right now. There are uh, modern Morlocks. Are there? You hush your mouth, oh, all right? Yeah. Angel Dust oh, is right. modern right now. Sure. <laughs> 
All right. Well, I'm glad you had a good week. Uh, as far as what made me happy this week, I am going to forgo saying that right now. Um, I don't want to set the tone of the episode. I'm going to say that when we get near the end of the episode, probably in the community section. Uh, I, I had a, a really, really busy week. And you probably saw that if you are following us on Twitter because I straight up did not get all of the multitude of previews onto Twitter. We got all kinds of stuff, and I just did not have the time. So I apologize Guys and gals out there that were looking forward to being, you know, like we're Dial H. We try to bring you up to date information about the game, and I just failed miserably. But you will understand by the end of this episode why I failed so much. Why miserably. Chris is a complete loser. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Can't stand this guy. All right. Well, All right. You're going to have to stand me for a little bit longer when we jump into the news <laughs> section. <laughs> Calder, one of the most amazing things in the history of WizKids News came out this week. Oh, what is it? What could it possibly be? <laughs> oh, just a new licensing partnership of the greatest show ever. Whoa, whoa, a new is... licensing. What I could know. it possibly be? I love what, what could it be? Is it a new video game? Is it? Is it? Oh, dude, a... new video would be amazing. Oh, that would be amazing. Maybe. Maybe instead of that, it's something along the lines of, oh, well, they're bringing back Image Comics. They're going to remake Invincible. Image Comics. Oh, sick. Dude, did they get the license to maybe more horror clips? Freddy Krueger? I don't know. Jason? Any of those crazy licenses? Yeah, no. It's actually Orville. No. The TV show. <laughs> Look how stonewalled he got. Just dead silence. <laughs> it's Orville. Uh, okay, so we should mention that Orville is a TV series. It pretty much is just Star Trek. It's on Fox. Uh, it's a sci-fi TV series. But for some reason, and I don't know if I will ever understand this why. I have a conspiracy theory as to why, but let me read to you what WizKids put forward to all of us on February 15th. Okay, so... Once again, expanding its licensing portfolio and suite of collectible miniatures, WizKids, the leader in high-quality pre-painted miniatures and established board games, can you be a little bit more self-congratulatory? We should rename WizKids just Goro from Mortal Kombat with as many hands as they just keep hitting on their own backs. Ooh. <laughs> All right has announced a licensing partnership to feature a popular sci-fi TV series, The Orville. In upcoming Heroclix releases, the new line is slated to hit shelves worldwide in fall of 2019, sold exclusively through Alliance and Diamond distributors in the U.S. Currently in its second season, The Orville is set 400 years in the future and follows the USS Orville, that is the name of the ship, a mid-level exploratory spaceship. Its crew, both human and alien, face the wonders and the dangers of outer space while also dealing with the problems of everyday life. It is the second television series license to be added to the Heroclix line. This is a quote from Justin Zaran, the president of the WizKids. He said, we're particularly excited to bring the Orville on board. Rather than treading a line between serious and playful, the series is both simultaneously, which which is both simultaneously, which is quality you see reflected in most Heroclix games. Okay. 
Here's a little bit of information about what we'll see as far as products. The first product to release will be a, quote, jumbo starter set. And it does put that in capital, the capital jumbo starter set. Jumbo. I, I wonder if it'll be labeled jumbo starter set on the box, <laughs> which I, I'm looking forward to. Including Captain Ed Mercer, played by Seth MacFarlane, uh, along with the commander, Kelly Grayson, Dr. Claire Finn, Lieutenant Alara Catan, Lieutenant Gordon Malloy, Lieutenant Commander Bordis, Lieutenant Commander John Lamar, enabling Heroclix players and fans to embark in interstellar combat with their favorite characters. Okay, so here's what I know about this. As soon as I found out that there was going to be a new partner partnership about this or with this, I decided to jump online and see if I could watch as much of it as fast as I humanly could. Jaylene and I are like seven episodes into the first season already. And the okay. reason, yeah, it's been two days since they announced that's, this. It's pretty, okay. And here's why. It's actually a good show. Huh. I know. I did not, Who I, I did not expect that to happen. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. I actually like Seth MacFarlane. I am not a huge, huge fan of Family Guy, but I like Family Guy every once in a while. But Family Guy can be extremely crude and crass, and sometimes that is my humor, and sometimes it's not. So I expected a lot of that in in this. Okay, and I yeah. watched it, and it's actually not really even like that. There is some, hmm. some humor, like Family Guy, in there, but it really is – I don't want to call it a ripoff. It just seems like the next step of what Star Trek became. So – if you watch old hmm, Star Trek, okay. yeah, uh -huh. if you are actually a Trekkie, you might legitimately enjoy this. It's just like updated comedy, you know. And Star Trek, it was never really heavy in comedy anyway. Although there was some comedy in Star Trek, this is like one step above that without being Family Guy. So it's actually pretty good. I'm I'm looking forward to finishing it and getting into the second season. So as far as this being a set in the game, I'm not mad. It was completely unexpected. No one saw this coming completely out of left field. Why? That's my one question. Why the Orville? What do you think? <laughs> I am really my one theory is that it's probably a real cheap property to get a hold of, right? I don't know if anyone's clamoring for uh, the miniature game rights or whatever to the Orville. Um, I am kind of like cautiously optimistic for it like i'm not a star trek fan at all and i probably wouldn't watch the orville just like i don't know it's just not me but uh an eight character starter set sounds pretty awesome it is jumbo i guess so let's uh <laughs> do you think let's, that's let's what it means that. by jumbo is just I, two well, extra figures two more figures i guess maybe they'll have double up on the maps like the hobbit starter sets had like three double-sided maps or something like something crazy like that in one of the hobbit starter sets so if we have like three double-sided maps like really good maps to look at and see what they do i'm all for that you know like a orville bridge or alien planet number three you know stuff like that it'll be cool so i i know i was really bummed when i heard it i'm like uh really the, the orville i mean i guess but, you know, if some people are going to find joy in it and if some people are going to like, you know, the set that comes out, if they're going to really enjoy playing these characters, then, you know, uh, more power to you. I'm going to give you my conspiracy theory and then I'm going to loop it back around into go. something positive. All right. This show is 
pretty much a ripoff of Star Trek. They probably did not sell Star Trek, like, at all, like, very well. And they needed to recoup some of the money. So in order to recoup money without – or just get money without spending any more on a property, they can use all of the same sculpts from the Star Trek set in this set repainted. That's my that's my guess. Is seriously this whole thing will just be resculpts. Do you think it would be that easy to resculpt them all? Oh yeah. I mean, are they just yeah. like oh man? Uh, Some of them, I swear, all you'd have to do is you know how in this was in the Batman animated set they just knocked off the head off of like the suited henchman and put oh, the yeah. head on it. Yes, yeah. I'm talking that will solve your problem. The end. You you basically don't even need to do it. Maybe. Maybe. That's rough. That'd That's my rough. guess. Oh, now, to, to loop it back into something positive before we move on with other news is that we would be remiss if we don't at least acknowledge the fact that WizKids is out there seeking out other partnerships. And we are always talking about bringing in new properties. We want more licensing, and that's exactly what we're getting. Now, is it the licensing sure. we want? Maybe not, but it is something new. It's its own little universe. It's kind of fun, and I think the clicks will play very similar to the Star Trek pieces that exist now. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to watching more of the show, getting more accustomed to the characters. I guess we'll see, though. I'm, you know? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so that's the Orville. That's interesting to me. Let's move on to... What made you happy this week, which is the Toy Fair, but the Heroclix aspect of it, tell me about it. So we got to see a lot of gray, like just no paint on sculpts. Then we got to see a lot of full color sculpts, mostly from, I would say, the new Avengers Black Panther set and then from this DC Rebirth set. Uh, and we also got to see a lot of Star Trek ones. I know there was someone saying the Borg were there. I don't know what anything in Star Trek looks like, let alone without color. So... If you know what those are, awesome. Really excited. Uh, first up, really cool to talk about is this Clayface, uh, who looks to be 200 points, I want to say. And he's like a super rare, and he has a gorgeous sculpt. He's a Batman ally team ability, uh, which is really interesting. I hear that is uh, it's a thing that happened in comics, so they're not wrong with that. But a really gorgeous-looking Clayface. Um, going over, trying to keep on track here, we got some... U.S. Army chick, little 40-point uh, uncommon, five-range, pretty cool. Uh, the the only Aqualad that matters, Calderom. Yeah, buddy, we finally got him, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, finally. It's, you know, the sculpt is like, okay, he's a common, he's looking like he's like 50 points or something. You know, he's got no indom, no range. He's got a trait, though, so hopefully he's got some cool aqua kinesis trait. You know, the sculpt is just sort of like, yeah, I got the water swords. You know, there's no crazy water going on. But all that matters, we finally got him in Heroclix, and I'm very excited. We got wait, some wait, wait, black... Before you move on, oh, I do want to mention something okay. about that. Jaylene and I are most of the way through, I think, of the recent Young Justice series. And I was yeah. sitting there, okay. and as I'm watching it, I'm like, this is so good. Like, I'm not even a really big DC guy, but I really love Young Justice. And then for the first time, I paid attention to who was the writer of it. I was like... Man, who writes it? This is good stuff. And then I realized it's none other than Peter David. Peter David, the the writer that I met last year, I was going on about. He, he's one of my favorite writers of all time from his X-Factor run 
He did a bunch of work with The Incredible Hulk. And I'm like, this all makes complete sense now. It really does not matter what the characters are or who they are as long as the writer is amazing. And as soon as I saw Peter David's name, I was like, it just clicked. Yep. It all made complete sense. So that's why I like I'm, – I'm looking forward to the how they do on this piece to see if it accurately represents Calder on, from the show. Awesome. No, I, re- I really can't wait. We have a uh, – what's up? A white, black Deathstroke slave. It's really cool. I love how he's got this big, uh, big old sword. Looks sweet. Uh, next up is our first look at a common prime. It's some kid with nunchucks, some like little Batman. The signal. The thing. signal. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I have no idea who this guy is. I, I commend him on his amazing outfit, but I have no idea who he is. He's like another kind of version of Robin. He became Batman. Somewhere. Okay. Oh man, <laughs> taking anyone nowadays. <laughs> uh, really. Really beautiful, heading back to the fact that rare sculpts just look amazing nowadays, is this 60-point Beast Boy sculpt that they showed off. Amazing. But they're going looks... from an, an eagle to a gorilla here. Oh. It's so good. It's so oh, good. It's, it's awesome. Uh, moving on to what I really like is the Avengers Black Panther and the Illuminati set. We get to see Kang sitting on a flower beanbag chair thing looking all judgmental crossing his legs he's got his little I, binoculars like i mm-hmm. actually think that sculpt is pulled directly from the comics oh it it, it, it probably is because they're doing a really good job on getting sculpts straight from the comics but i really like this kang i don't there's no top dial so we know nothing about these characters they are just gray sculpts but it's a really good looking kang uh boo that was some star trek stuff i need to go back there we go we get to see the gauntlets. We get to see a gargoyle character. We get to see Black Panther. We get to see what looks to be like Smart Hulk, I think. I think like that is, yeah. Okay. And then we have one of the Dora Milaje, I want to say. There's just like a, a warrior-looking character here uh, to the far right. But anyways, um, that Kang sculpt is really cool. Uh, the gargoyle, who actually looks like from the gargoyle show. I don't know like who it is. But a weird thing is that they put down is that it says Avengers in the Black Panther, this little card next to it. It says it's going to release in March. It's slated for June, like in the old solicitations. I think it's like June or July. It's definitely not March since Rebirth is coming out. But I just thought it was really funny that Whiskers had a little typo saying uh, – Black Panther's coming out March 2019. But those are, like, most of the sculpts that I've seen. I know they said they were going to show something about Orville, but I think it was just the news for Toy Fair. So those are for sure all the sculpts we've seen uh, in Toy Fair. So I'm pretty excited for that. Uh, Chris? I really like the Kang sculpt, and I can't wait to see it painted. I think it's going to be beautiful, and I just really like him as a character. So that's good. The clay face is amazing, though, if you have not seen it. It looks so good. I thought the one from the Batman animated series was fantastic, and it is for what it is because it's supposed to represent the animated series. It looks good. But this Clayface looks awesome. (laughs) So I'm really excited for it. It looks really good. Okay, let's move on. (laughs) We're trying to build up for the better news that came out this week. Uh, Heroes for Hire dials for the OP. It, they came out. I'm They're here. genuinely unimpressed with them in almost every capacity. What do you think? 
I like the Iron Fist is like a solid Iron Fist, but besides that, there's nothing uh, special, unique. There's no fun gimmicks they pull off. It's just really, really average. Just clicks, you know, kind of a bummer for Le's for sure. So oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not. They're nothing to write home about. I I'll put it this way. I'm gonna stick with my fifty point ones from ADW. I would. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, I'm really disappointed in the fact that Misty Knight is not the Misty Knight that I thought that they were going to go because right. we were talking when we got this information first about that comic book title, uh, Heroes for Hire, and Misty Knight was the leader, and we thought they were going to do some kind of cool Amanda Waller inducting people into Heroes for Hire mechanic or something like that. Nope, not at all. They went just the most bland dial that you can possibly think of. I think her only cool stuff is she has, like, what is it, sidestep stealth top dial? Yeah, something like that. Woohoo! All right. Yeah, that's uh, exactly it. <laughs> yeah. Those are boring. Let's move on to something a little bit cooler. We got the entire Captain Marvel set spoiled. We are not going to go through all of those, by no. the way. But Calder and I have both chosen one figure apiece. Calder, why don't you take your first one? All right, sweet. So, 018 Rare, Phil Coulson. Uh, the reason I chose this guy is I love the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV show. Like, it's just one of my all-time favorite shows. Coulson is an awesome character. I love Clark Gregg. I love what he does. And this Coulson, I like that they decided to make two Coulsons in the set. One just kind of generic, older, or younger, I guess, Coulson. And then this Coulson, this Rare Coulson, is straight-up pulled from the TV show. All his powers are connected to the TV show, and I really love the way he is. Also, because he has Avengers, Shield, and Soldier. He's only 75 points. He has six range, one bolt, Avengers Initiative, and Shield team abilities. He has a six-click-long dial, and oh boy, is it amazing. So he has two traits. I'll go ahead and read those first. Phil Coulson starts the game with five Tradecraft tokens. Free, remove a Tradecraft token to choose a standard damage power for Phil Coulson to use until your next turn. So if you want him to maybe be a little safer, boom, I'm going to use shape change. You never know. If you want, you know, you're going to make an attack this turn, I'm going to use probability control, perplex, perplex, outwit, whatever. Phil Coulson, boom, he's a, he's a pseudo pick of power, and the damage slot is some of the most important pick of powers you could ever have. So if you need support for some reason, boom, heal him up, Okay. Remember, you have to remove a Tradecraft. You only have five of those, and there are two other powers that I'm going to reference that use these tokens. So maybe you're not going to just be like, oh, prob, prob, prob. You have to be smart when you play this piece. Next up, second trait, Hard Light Shield built into the hand. This is beautiful, by the way, because it just is one of my favorite things they gave Coulson in the TV show was the Hard Light Shield. So he has traded ESD. And then free, remove a Tradecraft token to choose an adjacent character. Until your next turn, that character can use ESD if they are adjacent to Phil Coulson. So now that not only does he have ESD, but he can also extend the shield if he gives a Tradecraft token away. His special speed power that he has top dial is stealth, comma, flight ability, passenger four. Phil Coulson does not modify his speed value from this use of the carry ability. It's the Zephyr one. So those sick uh, pseudo Quinjets they had in there's like a huge quinjet really the zephyr and it would cloak itself so it, not only does he have stealth he has a 12 movement he does not modify his ability so instead of like a negative three he's just moving straight up 12 guys he's carrying up four people moving up 12 squares we did not have a 
Avengers carry in modern age right now. And now not only do we have an Avengers carry, but it's Phil freaking Coulson. Don't worry. We still got a special defense power to read. I'm going to save that a little bit. I'm going to go through his dial. So he has top three clicks of in cap, top three clicks of toughness, and then three clicks of leadership. Three damage, 17 defense, 11 attacks, then a 10 attack on his third click. And then after he loses his speed power, which is on his very first click, he gets two clicks of running shot. And then the back half of his dial, clicks four and five, have sidestep, precision strike, willpower, and perplex. So he has a full stacked dial. It's awesome, and I love it. And remember, you can always choose damage power, and he has traded ESD, okay? So first click, he is totally safe from range. He has stealth. ESD, he's got 19 defense. Then four and five, he's got a 18 defense from range. His sixth click, he gets earthbound neutralized, zero speed, zero attack, 10 defense, zero damage, and his special defense power is, it's a magical place. Stop. When this power is first revealed, remove all tradecraft tokens and heal Phil Coulson that many clicks. So if you don't use any, all right, you have five tokens left, boom, you heal all the way back up to click one, which is awesome. So they still have to go through the stop click again, but you'll remove all your tradecraft tokens. So it really gives him a lot of survivability. If you don't want to use him as a pick a power, you know, prop perplex, if you have other perplex, whatever on your team, you don't want to stress Colson out too much, then you can literally uh, have him survive. You know, basically you're getting 10 clicks of life out of this guy for 75 points, which is awesome. So I think he's great. Uh, with the tradecraft tokens, the fact that he's a really specific um, TV show, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Phil Coulson. I absolutely love it. Phil Coulson's my man. This guy goes really greatly with a couple of Hulks and uh, Captain America resolent. Just saying. So, uh, you know, that's all I got to say. Because I'm just, ugh, I'm, I'm blown out of the water that they gave me a TV show, Phil Coulson. And I love that Whiskey's found a way to do it. I'm really happy. Quick question. Do you find it weird that we are getting a more modern representation of that Agent Coulson than what should belong in the set because the movie takes place during the 90s so it's in the past so uh, it's not super have... weird because we are getting two colsons so there's like a 50 point colson in the set also okay. and then there's this colson so we have like a common like 50 point colson is like some stealth or whatever so we're getting like a normal just shield colson and then we're getting a agents of shield tv show colson which i think is okay uh, it should be said that before this set, there was exactly one Agent Coulson from the MCU that was made, and that's from the Avengers movie. This is hands down better than that one in pretty oh, much yeah. every way. So I'm really excited for that. The ones that were made in Nick Fury, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. are this weird hybrid creation of the show and the comic book that came out afterwards. So it's not really a representation of the MCU one. This one's awesome, though. It's really good. Absolutely, right. dude. I'm oh, too excited. Why we are talking about the MCU, and since Orville is now a thing in HeroClix, it should be it should be noted that the actress, I believe her name is Adrian Palicki, she's the person that plays Bobby Morse or Mockingbird in the Agents of Shield TV show. She's the one that plays Commander Kelly Grayson in the Orville. Oh, that's pretty cool. So we're going to end up getting a clickst version of her from the Orville before we ever get one from the MCU. How do you feel about that? 
that's also uh well i don't i don't feel super great that we're getting an oriel version as opposed to like she was awesome as bobby moore she was great as mockingbird um but it's pretty cool that we get sam winchester's girlfriend slash that one chick from the gi joe movie that no one saw retaliation (laughs) (laughs) in case you didn't know she's in that so is Bruce Willis. Anyways, no, I'm happy that she's existing in Heroclix because she's a good actress. You know, I like her a lot. She's good in the Orville. You should check it out. Okay. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. All right. Uh, the one figure that I wanted to talk about is, I believe it's the, is this a Chase? This is the Rare. This the one? one? Uh, is this the, this is the Rosie Riveter one, or are you talking about the Chase? I guess it's the Chase, number 21. Yeah, number 21, the the one with the Mohawk. Yeah, that's the Chase. All right, yeah. so this no, is yeah. pretty, She's it's pretty yeah. legit. I'm not going to lie. Uh, we're coming in at 150 points, and it's dumb. <laughs> Avengers, Kree, Shield, Cosmic, Soldier, keywords. Does have real name uh, Carol Danvers, so that's good. Two traits. First trait is energy absorption. When Captain Marvel takes two or more damage from a single attack, after resolutions, note her current click number and then turn her to click number 11. If she would be KO'd, she can't turn to click number 11. Click number 11 is like, to me, it looks like one of those 25 or 20 point lines from the KC figures with her sats and how dumb they are, which is stupid. Okay, but we'll get more into that. Her second trait is called Cree Supremacy, and there's a lot of this Cree Supremacy trait in the set, but they have a it, there's a colon, and then after the colon are different uh, like subtitles. This one's called Co- Cosmic Awareness. Uh, it says friendly characters that are adjacent or have the Cree keyword have protected, and that's all caps. Opposing probability control. If a friendly character is both adjacent and has the Cree keyword. It can use probability control, but only to target itself. So that's not good. That was so dumb. With a bunch of Cree keyworded characters, it's it's just really, really cool. Okay, so let's get into the dial when she's not on click number 11. Uh, she's technically seven clicks long without not including click number 11, and her stats are going to read 12, 11, 18, 4, so very respectable stats top dial she has a special speed power it's called strafing run she has ignores characters for movement and running shot when captain marvel uses it after resolutions she may use charge at no cost but can't target the same character this is so cool i just i really like it you're getting two attacks character that makes two attacks is is a good character generally speaking yeah Skin running shot up six, and then, boom, hit someone. After resolutions, use charge, no cost. It's so dumb. The fact that it's really cool is that she, with that special power, she has improved movement and characters. Ah, I hate it so much. And, yeah, it's, it's really good. So with this running shot, what are you getting? The 11 tack has pin side, so she has four penetrating damage top dial. She's got leadership. She's got that pink defensive power that we love so much. So it's pretty cool. All right. Now. Let's go to uh, – she, she turns into a melee character in the middle of her dial, and then she gets, like, flurry range combat expert at the end of her dial, which is weird, whatever. So that special speed power is the top three clicks of her dial. She does have the Avengers Initiative – Avengers Initiative, right? Yeah, Avengers Team Initiative. ability. So that's really good. She's ignoring your hindering, you know, you're parked in stealth. She's Honey Badger. She doesn't care. 
she's blasting through that crap. It's really good. Um, she does have now. Here's the thing that I, I, whoever took the picture of this, I appreciate the picture. I think we all do. But it cut off range and number of bolts. She obviously has flying because you can tell that. Oh, is uh, uh on on her special uh, speed power, she clearly has the flight yeah. symbol. She does have Indom, you can tell, because of her special defensive power. She doesn't have that defensive power top dial. She only has that on click number 11. That special defensive power is called Supercharged. It gives her impervious and colossal stamina. At the end of your turn, or if Captain Marvel would be KO'd, return her to the most recently noted click number. Protected, that's lowercase, outwit, and pulse wave. So if you're lucky enough to, you know, just land on that click when she has 12 attack and 5 damage. She also has Pulse Wave because why not? Thank God they didn't also give her Running Shot. They gave her Hypersonic Speed, so if nothing else, I mean, if you don't want to use the Pulse Wave, you can just smoke somebody in the face and run. Yep. So, so that's pretty good. Just overall, for a, 150 points, this is a dumb character. It's really good. She's it's really actually good. worth being a chase. And just to add one more cherry on top of all of this, the sculpt is legit awesome. Ooh, it is. It really is. All right. That's, I'm done with that. Do you have anything else to say about her? Uh, yeah. So she for sure has eight range one bolt. I heard – I saw a few comments with that. So she can – eight range one bolt's really good. So if you want to pulse wave, that's within four squares. If you just want to sit yourself down, not move anywhere, and just pulse wave someone 12 for five, ooh, that's going to hurt. Um, I like end dial. I, I jokingly said greatest combo in the game is flurry with RCE. But in all reality, you know, if she's close to someone, she's close to someone. If she's far away, she's far away. But there's no moving attack on those last two clicks. So it's just like she's a stationary attack, like a really stationary attack on those last two clicks, which is okay since she at least has impervious, a little something, a little beefier than uh, invulnerability. But she's no, she's really dumb. She's really good. Uh, any like she could almost be a one man army. And if you there's probably a few Cree characters that we haven't looked in depth at, but there, there's probably a really good team for her to have her her Cree, them using whatever their free probably control and shooting their shots and everything and their own Cree supremacy, whatever their version is, probably also really helps her out like crazy. So I think she's an amazing Captain Marvel. And it actually makes me really excited for the movie. Okay, second last thing I'm going to say about her. I'm sorry. I, I should have mentioned this a minute ago. At no point in her dial can she not at least do four damage. Now, yeah, click, click so number true. four, she has three printed damage, but she has super strength, so she can still do five. On click numbers five, six, and seven, she can do five clicks of damage, either through click five has super strength, but... Clicks 5, 6, and 7 also have range combat expert with 3 printed damage. So she's a beat stick. She's good. Really, really good. Minimum 17 defense the whole dial. Good stuff. Okay, that is Captain Marvel. We might go a little bit further into the set when we don't have so much news. But because we have so much, we're going to move forward. We got WKO prizing galore. So Calder, you want to start us off? Which particular piece or whatever do you want to talk about? Talking about Isaac here. He is 50 points. He is an eternal, minions of Thanos, and robot keyword. He has eight range, no team affiliation. He has no special combat symbols besides the fact that he is indomitable. 
He has no traits, but he does have three special powers, special attack, defense, and damage power. He also spits out some pogs, and so we're going to figure out how he generates those. Top dial, he has two clicks with a special attack power, and it reads, generate one of, oh, so power action, generate one of Isaac's bystanders. You may only generate chaos of the other two on the map. So you have to make Lord Gia and Stellarax before you can make chaos, and we'll go into these guys in a bit here. Then, so top dial, he's got Nate phasing, that special attack power, then two clicks of super senses, a click of perplex, and then he pushes onto his second click, which is his damn damage power agents on earth control titan i uh outwit period when isaac uses it and it's your second turn or later so that's very cool it's one of the first time we've had a ability that you cannot use on your first turn you have to wait a little bit so if it's your second turn or later he may target a character in a starting area regardless of range and line of fire so i think this can be really helpful some of the Colossals have special attack or defense powers that give them Colossal Retaliation, and some of them aren't uh, power cosmic, so like Surtur, I don't think is. Uh, Carnage definitely isn't. Groot isn't. So he can outwit Colossal Retaliation. They're normally sitting in your starting area. So it's a very uh, kind of hard-to-pull-off starting area punishment sort of thing with Outwit, which is really cool. So my one use I could think of was outwitting the Colossals' ability to Colossal Retaliate. His damage, sorry, his defense power, which is on click three. So click, you know, he's only four clicks long, and click four, sorry, three and four are crazy. So they both have sidestep, seven speed, 11 attack with blades, claws, fangs. I don't know why you're rolling blades, because he has four damage exploit on both those clicks. His first defense power is stop impervious. When this click is first revealed, generate all of Isaac's bystanders that aren't on the map. So now that we know what Isaac does, so we have a good feel for his dial, that he is a zero, you know, attack, zero damage, top dial, just perplexing up, doing support, making bystanders. What do his bystanders do? Who is going to be attacking in place of Isaac? So Lord Gia, or whatever his name is, he has no special common symbols except for Indom. Okay, so they all have Indom except for the fact that Chaos is autonomous, okay? So Lord Gia has six movement plasticity, ten attack quake, 18 defense with barrier, and three damage with Close Combat Expert. So it's pretty solid. No movement attack, but uh, can hit pretty hard. He's pretty good tie-up, all right? Next up is Stellarax. He had movement with running shot, 10 attack, penetrating second blast, 17 defense, ESD, and 3 damage, um, just nothing. He does have 5 range, that pen blast, so that gives him a uh, 9 square reach, which is pretty all right. Now, Chaos. So why can I only generate Chaos if I have the other two out? Why I gotta wait so long to generate Chaos? That's bogus. Here's why. Chaos is autonomous, which is awesome. He has 10 speed, facing teleport, 11 attack with telekinesis, 18 defense with super senses, and 4 damage. Just nothing else. Just none special. And he has 6 range. So, this is a free TK, which is already awesome. Not to mention the fact that he has 6 range, 11 attack, 4 damage. So, Chaos shooting somebody is going to hurt a lot, but the fact that it's free TK is also just really sick. Like, Chaos is really good, and it's, sometimes they'll be wondering, like, oh, I can have this guy. He doesn't even have to do anything, so I can totally buff him up. I can put all my flexes into Chaos and just see if he can, boom, shoot someone. Or if I just, you know, forgot, oh, my action total's a little messed up. I don't have any actions left. Autonomous, boom, I can TK someone back or take another shot. I, I think that's amazing. So Isaac's really cool for 50 points. Um, I don't know if he's going to be played a ton. I know if I win him, I'm going to try to put him on a uh, robot theme team for sure. 
Uh, so yeah, that's Isaac. He's really good. Those pogs are really, really good. And I do want to at least acknowledge WizKids was not so dumb that they gave you free TK at the beginning of the game. Very smart. <laughs> very smart. Very, very good. Cause that would have ruled the meta. That's, that's way too powerful like that. So I agree. Good stuff. All right, move on to Thane and I'm going to Thane because of what you mentioned just a second ago, how someone doesn't have a particular keyword. <laughs> Thane has the power cosmic team ability. If you didn't know at some point in the comics, Thane gets the Phoenix force inside of him. All right. So that's a thing that happened. And, this is the result. Eight speed, or I'm sorry, eight range, one bolt, 210 points. Keywords, Inhumans, Phoenix Force, Cosmic, Deity. So for those of you that are out there that are like, oh, it's a Phoenix Force, but you're also a flavor, you know, guru like I like to be, this guy was never on the same team as the other Phoenix Force characters, so he's on he's, he's his own thing. I'm just putting that out there. Uh what what's that keyword that uh, he is missing? Eternals. Oh, okay, that's that's probably a good thing actually. He was an eternal, right? Yeah, Thane? he's the son of, of yeah. Thanos, and he at least is half eternal. I don't know who his mom is. That's I, I would say, right? I don't right? know who his mom is, so I don't know if she was an Earth woman. He is one of the. He's an Inhuman too, by the way. Right. So I, I don't, I don't know who he, who she is. Whatever. It doesn't important. It's not important. Okay. So two, four, six, eight, nine clicks long. Top dial. He does not have flight, which is weird because no. he's a fe- he has the phoenix inside of him, and I'm pretty sure it's a bird. <laughs> <laughs> Why doesn't he have wings? Okay, that's not important. 12 speed with hypersonic speed, naked on attack, 18 defense with that pink power, 5 damage with probability control. Pretty good so far. Here's where it gets better. No special uh, powers the entire dial, but he does have two traits. First trait is Phoenix Resurrection. Once per game, when Thane would be KO'd, instead, turn him to click number 10. Then roll a d6, heal him a number of clicks equal to the result. If Thane is 150 points, instead, heal him a number of clicks equal to half the result. Protected, lowercase, pulse wave. So, that's actually pretty good. (laughs) Uh, You will more, I mean, it's pretty likely that you're going to land on mid-dial for him, which is... Running shot with 11 attack pulse wave with four printed damage on three of those clicks. That's pretty good. He's so that's, dumb, that's man. pretty good. That's all I'm saying. It's pretty good. Like With that eight range. So, I mean, you got some range for that pulse wave. That's pretty uh, nice. Oh, he also has outwit on those three clicks. BT yep. dubs. Uh, second trait is innervate... Uh, my enemies at the beginning of the game choose a standard power. If Thane has two, if Thane has two action tokens, opposing characters can't use the chosen power. <laughs> but up, that's so dumb. That's so dumb. <laughs> so he does have flight in this one for some reason on the the thread. It doesn't show oh, flight, but good. he does have flight on this digital card. Yeah. Good. Okay, I don't. 
that would have been a major downstairs mix. And all his powers on his card. Yeah, Half-Life. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. okay. Well, that's rectified. Never mind, Ixnay, what I said earlier. <laughs> um, the end of his dial has some regen just in case. And is that ner- uh, Earthbound neutralized? Is it, is it, what it, it is. It like? is Earthbound, yeah. I was, you know, it'd be better if he had some uh, some phasing to get away, and then you might be able to regen, regen onto the pulse wave running shot clicks or whatever. But as far as a beat stick goes, I don't think he's actually that great because he doesn't have any stop clicks in the middle of his dial in any capacity. But because right. he can come back from the dead once, that's kind of fun. I don't know. What do you think? Um, I'm going to be honest with you. When I saw this dial, I um, I had to do a double take at the point value because 100%, you could have said his top dial was 250 points, and I would have been like, oh, okay, yeah, that, that makes sense because he can do – Four damage on the majority of his dial, and then five damage on a bunch of... So when he has Pulse Wave, and then sort of the mid there. So he's got five damage for at least three clicks of his dial without any outside factors, right? If he heals, and this little middle ground is perfect, because he's going to heal, and you're probably going to have an average roll. So the best roll you can get is back running onto his 150-point line, which is the running shot, penetrate psychic blast. Your average roll is going to be that running shot Pulse Wave, which is insane, all right? Plus, when he has two tokens, you just say, uh, you can't use willpower when I have two tokens. That makes him a really good one-man army who isn't even a one-man army. Who You have 90 more points to fill out in a 300-point game. Like, that's insane, okay? Like, because what happens for one-man armies is they get out-actioned a lot. So if your entire opposing force couldn't use willpower when you had two tokens, they've got to push to attack you or they just, you know can't do anything or they just won't want to you know like that's that's awesome i think thane is really good i think he's insane for the points like i think 210 points is really 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 good for this guy like he could be more points he could literally be 240 250 whatever and i would be like okay yeah that's that's about right for that point value but the fact that he's like 40 points less than what i would expect him to be i think is is awesome uh his once return healing is great to be fair you got to keep in mind they still have if they're smart enough They'll leave themselves enough actions to hopefully kill you again after you resurrect. But once again, trying to go through another six clicks or three clicks on average is still kind of tough. Uh, and he can't be outwitted the entire time. Yeah, he's he's really good. I had no idea Thane had the Phoenix Force, and I'm, I'm digging it. I'm digging it a lot. I think he's great. I like him. I just don't like the fact that he doesn't have stop clicks in the middle of the... I feel like maybe I'm really spoiled because AOU Hulk exists. Okay, yeah, but, you know, he's like a 350, 300, whatever, four, five stock, like, beat stick guy. Yeah, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about Chris it. Is, I'm, Chris is just I'm glad, Yeah, I am spoiled at this point. I'm glad that they already <laughs> has flight. I was a little upset about that at the beginning, so. Yeah. All right, well, I'm done talking about Thane. What's up next for you? All right, I'm going to uh, hit us with Supergiant. Um, I didn't care about Supergiant as a character, but now I really dig what they're doing with this, this hero click. Uh, before I read her trait, uh, I want to tie her die a little bit. She has no special combat symbols, so keep that in mind. She has 7 range, triple bolt. Keep that also in mind. She's only 75 points. She has no team ability. None of that, all right? Uh, so her top dial is sidestep. 7 movement, 11 attack, nothing. 18 defense and impervious, 2 damage without wit. So on her normal dial, she only has 4 clicks of life, okay? She's a pretty beefy defense with that 18 impervious sidestep out wit. That sidestep's going to be a little hard to pull off what she wants to. So what is her trait? Why do I think that she could be really, really, really good 
if you can land this right. So she starts the game on click three, all right? So she has a six-click on dial, technically, but it's only four clicks. It's click three. Then she can use my control and in cap, trade it. When Supergiant uses either and hits, one or more opposing characters, all right? So you can't triple target, then heal up three, you know, whatever. It's only once when you target anyone, okay? Heal her one click. And this may heal her past the starting line. So she is a vampire. This is a wild dial, right? This is her telepathic vampire. She does not have steel energy. That's not how she heals. She heals when she uses in-cap and mind control, which is absolutely awesome. So she heals up one square. For some reason, you carried her out. You kept her safe. She sidestepped up. She shot someone from seven range, all right? Maybe she outwitted the shape change, whatever she had to do. She heals up one. She is an eight movement. 11 attack, so she has running shot, 11 attack, penetrating psychic blast, that pink defense power, with a 19 defense, she goes from an 18 impervious, heal up one square, 19 defense, with that really cool pink defense power, then she has 4 damage. What happens when you heal up another click, so now you're running shot, boom, in cap, triple target, or triple target mind control, you heal up again, that 8 movement becomes a 9, that 11 attack becomes a 12, the 19 is still a 19, but your damage value becomes a 5. Now she's a beast she's insane for 75 but once again this is this is a a wild dial that's like high risk high reward you get an instant reward like morbius you hit you're like okay he's definitely better but he's missing a few things okay this is instantaneous boom 19 defense invincible insane she doesn't have indom so it's gonna be tough to really keep her going but wow, is she amazing. I really think this is awesome. I think especially with that new train yard map, that skull train yard with the, the in-dom mind control or in-cap mind control lets you get them native defense on opposing characters when you target them with it. It's really good. You know, this might be a reason to dust off the old title Captain America, Cap Principal. She won't get a token for using in-cap, you know? So I think I think she's really cool if I win her, and I really do hope I win her. I think she's an amazing figure. I think for 75 points, you've got to keep her safe because, once again, shooting someone uh, for four pen, uh, especially going with the 18 defense, can be pretty can be pretty disheartening for 75 points. But I think she's going to be really fun, if not in competitive, but at least in casual, because I, I think she's a really stellar click. Man, I love her. I have so many things to say about this piece, but I'll try to keep it real short. I love it. I'm not going to say this for very many clicks in the game. That I don't need, I don't quote need very many clicks in this game, but I need this piece. All right. First of all, she's hands down better than the old super giant just all day long. Second of all, if I ever play this character, it's going to be on a Black Order theme team. One of the things about Black Order theme teams when you play against is when you see Supergiant across the, the field, you go, oh, I don't have to worry about this one. Let me hone in first on Corvus Clave, Proxima Midnight, maybe Thanos. All right? This is now a brand new piece that they have to worry about. So now it makes that decision when you sit down across the table from them, they now have to make the decision, do I want to hit Corvus or do I want to hit that Supergiant? Like, I can't let that Supergiant ramp up like that. And I know what Corvus does, so it makes a way harder decision than what it used to be. She was hands down the worst one out of all of the Black Order, and they just rectified that. I need this piece, man. It's so good. <laughs> all right. Um, okay. Moving on to the other Black Order piece that we got. I'm going to say this up front, better than the old one in some ways, <laughs> not as good in the old one in a very small way. Maybe don't need this one, but here's how it goes. Black Dwarf, zero range, one bolt, 100 points. Black Order, minions of Thanos, 
brute keyword. He still has Indom, just like the old one does. He has eight speed instead of nine, I think it was, with charge, so he loses one speed. He is five points less than the old one, just so you know. Uh, same attack value, which is 11, but he has a special a special attack power called Slice You, Crush You. It gives him Blaze Claws, Fangs, and Super Strength. When Black Dwarf uses Blaze Claws, Fangs, if he's holding an object, you may increase the D6 roll by plus one. If you do, remove the object from the game. You are losing Flurry with this piece from the old one. However, here's where he gets better. He has 19 defense top dial with a special defensive power called Find a Crack in His Impenetrable Skin. It gives him the pink power. Also, Super Senses. Also, Protected. Looks like lowercase. Outwit and Pulse Wave. Defensive-wise, this is a much, much better version of Black Dwarf. He has one additional click of life. The old one drops down to like 15 defense or something at one point. On his five-click long dial, it's too short for what it is, and it has 15 defense. He was easy to kill. This one has six clicks of life, and the lowest it gets is 17 defense. So you're trading your offense for a little bit more staying power, a little bit more defense. I think he's better in that regard, but he's not going to give you the damage output that the old one gives you. What do you think? I think he's awesome. For 100 points, I think he's really cool. He's a, he's a solid Black Dwarf, especially since people that just kind of want a new one. So, you know, I like it. He doesn't have the whole syndrome of going into the, that 15 defense. You know, he has a good 17 at least and is a bottom dial. So I think he's a really solid, like, figure. And I think he's going to be kind of annoying to play against. I like it a lot. All right. Well, I kind of – I really want this one too. If I can get my hands on it, I will. But I don't need it like I need Supergiant. So that's all I got. What do you have – this is the last piece, right? Yep, to end us off, uh, we all thought we were going to get a Corvus Glaive uh, spear. Instead, WizKids threw us a curveball and showed us the Remaker Mandarin Ring special object. So maybe they had some Mandarin Rings sitting around in storage, and they're like, oh, we got to get rid of these things. We, we only made so many, so freaking many. So now we have a new uh, Mansion Ring. What's the effect? Okay, so it's only five points. The effect is Poison and Shape Change. So for five points, that's awesome. Five-point Shape Change is amazing. Uh, it's, it's an entire one point more than the new Symbiote and one point less than the old Symbiote. So what can we say? Maybe it's a little happy medium. And you get Poison. So those are great powers to have traded. But the interesting thing about this is equipped character may be equipped with a second object if it's also a Mandarin ring. So is WizKid saying that we're going to release a new set of Mandarin rings? I, I think yes. I think we're going to have a few of these LEs, and maybe they're like, oh, man, man, we bit off more than we can chew with this Black Panther set. We got to fill out uh, the set with just some Mandarin rings. Just got to throw those in there. You know, I, I don't know what they're going to do and how they're going to do these objects. I think it's going to be really, really interesting. Maybe they're going to be our WKO prizes from now on. I don't know, but the fact of the matter is they're pretty much alluding to more Mandarin rings. And also, what's WizKids thinking? Because they made a Mandarin last year and it didn't use ring objects at all. So they're going to make a new Mandarin that can be equipped these? Like, wait, what are you doing, WizKids? Anyways, uh, Chris, what do you think about the old Mandarin ring here? Sculptry use? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's, I mean, it's probably what it is. It looks like it has. It might be different. I assume that this is a this is a 
computer Honestly, image. I, I didn't, I didn't play those old ones, so I don't know if it is sculpture use. I just kind of assume that it is, but you know what happens when you assume things. So maybe it's different, but whatever. That's true. I'm okay with it entirely if they want to make a new set of rings. The old one has, was made in Invincible Iron Man, and oh my god, I'm going to see if I can scroll back real quick and figure out when that... That was like, I, was like, I think that was like 2013, like the fall oh, of that god. year. It, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was November of 2013, so... Yeah, it it's been uh, it's like five going on six years since then. I'm okay with it. That's fine. I would love to see a new Mandarin as well. I know we just got that one recently, but um, if they don't make a new Mandarin piece, then hopefully they'll make one of the rings say something along the lines of, if you equip this one with uh, with other ones on any character named Mandarin, then so-and-so happens or whatever. So. I don't know. I like it. I really like it. So, I mean, we're getting a whole new gauntlet in the gyms. We might as well get new rings. Who knows what's next? We'll probably just get all new Phoenix Force fragments. I don't care. Oh, boy. I hope not. That that resource was so terrifying. Who? But, yeah, that's uh, that's fun. These rings, they're, they're going to be dumb. Like, I just I don't know what to think of them right now. Poison Shape Change, five points. Okay, that's good. It is going to take time to equip again. Of course, maybe you have a million leaderships, but either way, you're spending like two turns equipping, like at least, and that's just on one character. So depending on what the rings do, maybe that's what you got to do to make them just nuts. I don't know. Hey, thank God we It'll can't use Isaac for free TK first turn to start equipping stuff first turn. See, <laughs> you know, at least we don't have that. That's pretty dumb. That, that I... That I am happy that we can't just boom, pop out, power action, pop out, chaos, free, you know, non-costed action, TK. That's that's dumb. That is dumb. Agreed. Okay. That's it for WKO. Do you have any last thing before we move on? You know, I just realized one thing the news we didn't talk about because it was slightly glossed over was we got more pictures of the Rebirth box art, but we got to see what the um, Fast Forces was. So that's going to be... Normal Cyborg, Aquaman, I assume normal Flash and normal Wonder Woman. Might be not a normal Wonder Woman. She looks maybe different. But we have, I believe it's Chinese Superman and Batman. Um, it's like Chinese Superman doing like a real Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, pose. And then Chinese Batman is holding Pac-Man uh, for some reason. <laughs> I don't really... I don't know what's going on. Do you remember back so, in probably elementary school, it, you had that big tarp. It was in like gym class or PE. You called it PE back then. And... That big multicolored tarp, and you grab the edges of it, and every, all the kids like shook it and stuff like that. That's what that Batman. Oh, do you yeah. remember that, that thing? And then like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Everybody go under it real quick and slam it like the edges of it down to the ground, and then you try to see how long it would stay up. And that's what that figure reminded me of with all of the colors on it. Nice. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. I don't know. It was just nostalgia in my head. Okay, well, <laughs> let's move. On Dial H works off the value for value model. Our goal is to entertain you guys and gals, so if you feel like we give you value in your life, consider showing us your love and leveling up your heroic ranks so you can earn your heroic titles like Citizen, Vigilante, and Protagonist. Heroic, or, uh, heroic, heroic rank level ups occur the first episode of every month, or as you donate via PayPal, which we have been getting those. We appreciate those. Those gentlemen out there that have been sending us stuff, we really do. And uh, don't forget that your names and titles appear in the show notes for the months you contribute to the community as you are producers of the podcast. 
Two episodes from now? What is it? Two episodes from now? Probably be uh, the March Heroic Ranking Up Ceremony. So don't forget to jump on that. We really appreciate it. And we're always looking forward to having new titles. Uh, let's jump into the community section. There are dozens of us. Dozens! I think normally start off with Community Tuesday's question, but this week we're going to start off with, uh, let's do Jedi Legends Heroclix Tip of the Week. Help you, I can. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so technically we didn't do this last one last week. Uh, we're going to skip that one. Time constraints, you probably understand. Sweet gift, by the way, attached to this. Uh, he, the tip is giants or colossals will see you behind that outdoor blocking terrain. It is no longer infinitely high. This is regardless of elevated terrain. And the gif is Andre the Giant. R.I.P. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll get him in the WWE. That would be so sick, especially if he was great size. Oh, oh man. Oh, man. Awesome. That would be awesome. Oh. So, anyway, uh, I'm. this is a change that they made in the game while I've been playing, and it makes sense. A lot of those characters, it made no sense that they, like, they put blocking terrain as, like, a car, you know? And then you have giant right. man standing right next to the car, and you're telling me I can't see the person on the other side of a car with giant man? It made no sense. So... Glad they changed that. Hope that that uh, fixes a lot of stuff out there. Just, just remember, it goes both ways. So don't be trying to hide your giants. Besides that, uh, you know that outdoor blocking. I'll shoot them. I see them. I'll shoot them. <laughs> this, same, but this is true. This is true. Okay, community Tuesday's question. Every Tuesday, with the exception of last week, just because things crazy, it's ridiculous. It's all Chris Kurtz's fault. I blame Chris. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, We put a Community Tuesdays question up on Facebook and on Twitter. We always encourage you guys to jump on there. Be part of the com community. Jump on it. I love when you, I see the conversations between you guys and stuff like that. It's super great to see that um, connecting people across the world. But on Facebook and Twitter this week, the question was, which hero clicks has WizKids gotten wrong as far as their dial or their sculpt? What was the source material they didn't pay attention to that they should have to accurately make the character? Did you have one, or you want me to start off? Because I have a good one. I think we sort of answered this question a few podcasts ago. I have a new answer, actually. Oh, okay, this guy. All right, go first. Avengers Infinity set. I think it was Avengers Infinity, maybe. They made the Iron Patriot. It was Tony Ho. Okay. All right. That click was garbage. All right, it was so bad. It was, bad. it was so bad. It was not an accurate representation of the character. The source material that it comes from is the new Avengers. It's when Sunspot is leading the Avengers, uh, or the new Avengers. It's just like one of at a certain point, there's like 15 versions of the Avengers running congruently. Anyway, Tony Ho ended up being like she's a scientist. She does have the keyword that was accurate, but in the comics, she's just like kind of pacifist and very intelligent and uses her intellect to solve the problem before it turns into something worse she steps in if she has to and the hero click does kind of represent that but i was like why didn't she start off without wit that's what she does in the why comic. isn't she 50 points yeah, why isn't she 50 points this thing is <laughs> it's garbage um, or 60 you know just anything anything but 80 geez yeah so that was I, I just think that they did a really bad job of making that particular character uh, the Red Hulk from the same set, I'm going to go with accurate representation. Why? Because that's not General Ross, if you didn't know that. That is a different Red Hulk. He's super underpowered on the Hero Click, 
I'm going to equate that to his inexperience as a Hulk in the comics. So I'm like, Hey, he only gets an hour of power, man. He only gets yeah, an hour of power. I'm okay with that. And then the last thing is what they, what they kind of screwed up is they didn't make like the rest of the new Avengers in that set. If they're going to start with the new Avengers, why didn't they finish with the new Avengers? They didn't make a sunspot. We still don't have a sunspot with the Avengers keyword. And then Ooh. also, um, Oh, what, what's the name of the, the bot-looking woman? Aiko or something? The what? She, oh, I have no idea. Don't don't ask me. I, I read the first Thank issue you. of that I, book. It's pod. They, they have never okay. made a pod. Now, I think we're getting one later this year, but why didn't they make it in the Infinity set? Didn't make any sense. So that's my answer. What's yours? My answer is going to be... This is non-specific. Uh, to choose a specific version is the Guardians of the Galaxy zombie Red Skull. He is in a gun-shooting pose in his entire dial. He's very close combat-oriented. He has charge and exploit, and he's got combat reflexes his entire dial, and he has zero range, and of course he's got the hydrogen ability. So they made, and this is for any character who they give a bow and arrow or a gun, like this new Luke Cage uh, has no range. He has a huge gun on his on his hip. You know, even if Luke Cage would normally just pound some people, either way, uh, like this Red Skull not having range bothered me. Like, you can make them close combat orientated, like Red Skull and Luke Cage, but they still have a gun. And Red Skull's literally pointing at someone, for goodness sake. So give them a five range at least. Come on, guys. All right, then. Well, let's... So that's my, that's my mess up. <laughs> You're not the only person that said something about guns and lack of range, as we will see. Do you want to start us off on Facebook? Absolutely. Uh, Citizen Eric Caves when it said, any Green Lantern without Indomitable, it's a prerequisite to be a Green Lantern. It should be required on all Green Lantern pieces. I couldn't agree more. They're, they're, your thing is willpower, and you're telling me you don't have Indom, or at least some form of willpower on your dial? Ugh. Agreed. Bad. Vigilante Collectible said, in general, they've never made a definitive Spider-Man. I think, honestly, some people disagree with that point, but we'll move on. He should be an incredibly annoying tie-up piece who would never destroy you, but be impossible to hit. To be more specific, the Green Goblin and the Hobgoblin in the Superior Foes set should have had flight. For sure. Jacob Weaver said Alan Scott, Green Lantern, and Dr. Fate from the Joker's Wild set were incredibly underpowered for their characters. Uh, dude, no kidding. Them and uh, Spectre, super underpowered for what they can do. I think WizKids was trying to go a different route as far as like the point total stuff because that that transition. You remember in Harley's Harley Quinn set, they did a little bit more. Of right. That yeah. The set. It, was, it was weird. I don't, I don't know. know. They're bad. I'm glad we're back to normal bad. point values instead of those. Yeah. Really hopefully. Okay. Super fan, superhero, the little plastic superheroes. Um, he said Iron Rocket Man. It is Rocket. In a bleeping Iron Man suit, and he Rock doesn't Man. have flight. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. that's bad. Downstairs mix up right there. Daniel Lennox said, or the reverse, Wonder Woman with dramatic lasso action, but has blades. Ooh. Okay, yeah. Loyal Miller said, I also feel Punisher's. Oh, it's a two part. So I'm going to say the entire Defenders team from Avengers Defenders of War for the fact that the transport Doctor Strange could not carry the team regardless of combat symbols. He freaking teleports everyone. Hey, That's pretty he's bad. He's picking them up and flying them from L.A. to New York. Yeah, no, that, yeah, agreed. Uh, he said he also feels 
Punisher Strange having wings but not able to fly was bad, and the lack of movement attack. I'm pretty sure he killed, like, every hero in those comics, just saying. <laughs> um, do Matthew Armor, anything with a sword and clicks, but no blades in the dial. We're looking at you, Captain Kirk title character. Look, Looking at you, multiple Wolverines made throughout the year. Oh, without, yeah. Like, what? Why? That's like his one thing. <laughs> okay, and read you. But that's like his main iconic thing. Why? That's his thing, guys. Citizen, yeah, <laughs> Citizen Tiamu said, Hot Girl and Hawkman from Batman should have been a single figure, not a duo. Love the piece mechanically, but this is supposed to be Justice League Unlimited Hot Girl. In that show, Hawkman was just the creepy stalker that guest uh, on her show to in two episodes just guest start on the show so yeah that was a little weird that they went that route hey man that was that was a whiskey's mess up that was the team who made that figures mess up and they wanted to make that figure so i'm not going to be too harsh on them because that was a that was a championship thing so um christian bogan citizen christian bogan carol danvers captain marvel the secret wars battleworld set got so close but as for earth 616 version nothing has come close dial wise her sculpts have all been pretty lackluster as well i guess the mighty captain marvel storyline would have been a decent place to start i feel that being one of the more powerful heroines in the marvel universe that she deserves a better representation well 616 May not have the Captain Marvel for you, but hopefully you really like these new Captain Marvel figures from the MCU movie. You know, I actually really like the sculpt from the Thor set. The dial is garbage, but this, this I like Mohawk Captain Marvel. I really do. Ah, I don't know about that, but okay. It's a thing for me. Okay. <laughs> I need to rectify something. A second ago, I said that the Iron Rocket Man answer was from the Little Plastic Superheroes. That's incorrect. That's actually going to be uh, from protagonist Michael Millett. Uh, we have Matthew Ventura said, One of my all-time favorite characters that has never been done right is Gambit. The sculpts have been pretty solid, but the dials are kind of a bummer. They've only made carded Gambit twice, and both were overcosted. I believe his cost in the current format would be properly represented, around 50 to 75 points. I think the main thing that disappoints me is the lack of representing how he is both a short-range and close-combat character at the same time. The way that they've tried showing that has been awkward. He should also be able to make ranged attacks while based and have precision strike to represent that he's actually a skilled fighter that can find weak points, whether with exploding cards or his staff. Now, I agree on multiple points, um, especially the 50 to 75 point. That seems like a really good sweet spot for the character of Gambit. Uh, I think what they should probably do in the future is do something along the lines of what they did with the... CW arrow where you could like pick close combat expert or range combat expert, you know, and you can only use one in a turn or something like that. That would be cool because Gambit actually is a pretty versatile fighter. I will definitely give him this. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next up, David Herberger. It's hard to predict dials for movie characters, but I would love to see some pulse wave on Leatherback from Pacific Rim. They gave, I don't remember who in Pacific Rim, they gave them a very leatherback like power when he does the emp in pacific rim you know oh, yeah they give it to somebody else and i'm like ah it should be on leatherback though yeah, that was so, that yeah. was a really that was a really bad one it was almost like they kind of got half of the script before they were even allowed to make the set and that was it and they just kind of guessed 
Hmm. All right. Now this is the actual superhero, little plastic superheroes, the ruffian. He said, War of Light Parallax Hal Jordan with a flying sculpt but without flight on the dial. Agreed. Every That's lantern, bad. every one of them flies, What? no matter what the color. So they should all have flight. I know why they had to do that to sort of balance that set out so not everybody could fly. I understand why they did it. Doesn't even have to like it. Uh, Malcolm Rush, any hero clips that has a gun in their hands with zero range, this guy gets it. <laughs> yeah, he does. Uh, so Jedi Legend said, I felt Elseworlds, Batman, Dial, and Powers could be could have been closer to the character and sculpt used. That's pretty short one, so I'm just going to jump ahead. Oh, and he said, any figure that is clearly holding a gun but has zero range. Two recent Captain Kirks spring to mind. The gun one has no range, but the non-gun one does. What? <laughs> Oh, he's throwing swords, man. You just, you know, you have to use your imagination. Uh, superhero uh, protagonist, super fan, whatever, Lucas Van Holland. Tiger Lily from Indy, the sculpt is holding guns, has blades and zero range. Oh, yeah. Man, that is a throwback. I remember that. Piece. It's a real throwback. Tiger Lily, dude. Although I will say characters back then that were made that specifically were clearly snipers had like 10 range, so that was pretty good. That's I true. Think one of them is actually called Shield Sniper, and I'm pretty sure it has like eight or ten range. So that was pretty nice. Jason Levine said, "Going into the Wayback Machine for Siamese from the Indie Click set has two guns, no range. Was it Siamese or is he talking about? I thought Siamese was the unique that had the two. I, dude, I don't know I'll Indie Clicks at I'll all. The you fact we're getting some Indie, well, I'm done. I'm out. Like that's me. The, but the fact we're getting these Indie Clicks answers is really making me rethink. Uh, some indie clicks. I did get a booster of indie clicks uh, for participating in that uh, ROC in Kenosha, Wisconsin. <laughs> in case anybody forgot, just saying, y'all are pretty fast, pretty fast to lay down the hate for a guy who's going out here, okay. boots on the ground, whatever. I think he misspoke. So Siamese does have two okay. characters on the same dial, but they have like metal arms and stuff. I don't see guns on them. He was probably talking about Tiger Lily, but. Even back Maybe. then, we were making fun of that piece. Uh, Matt said, I feel like WizKids hasn't gotten Nightwing right yet, and I think Green Lantern will never be fully realized. I asked a question. I said, uh, what are these those two characters like that has not been represented? And he said, Nightwing deserves better than a 50-point dial. It made no sense for Robin to get a more expensive version in B uh, Batman when Nightwing should be almost on Batman's level. I don't think he was in that series, though. Like, if you're talking about the comics, right, I'm pretty sure that Nightwing is considered to be, like, almost, almost an equal with Batman, right? Am I wrong? I think so. Not in that series, though. Like, Batman is still Batman in the animated series. What? Oh, in the animated series? Yeah. Dude, I don't... Uh, then, yeah, I don't think he's an equal in the animated series. Yeah, so. But it was terrible. It was a way too bad of a dial for Nightwing, but... Oh, yeah, it was... Maybe not was a Batman equal. Pretty bad. It, it, was, it was garbage. Oh, it was bad. Okay, uh, that's it for Community Tuesday's question. Let's move on real quick to a couple of things that we got from listeners out there. Uh, the first one is going to be from Citizen Christian Bogan. It said... Hey, dude, so I was talking to my buddy about the recent Mandarin Ring object reveal. Do you think that we are in the new age of War of Light? So instead of batteries and possessors, we have special equipment objects and colossal retaliation. What are your thoughts? Initially, I would say if what you mean is every single back then 
pretty much every team had a battery on it of some color at every like every rock and stuff like that. And if we're replacing that idea with every single team is going to have like colossal retaliation and special objects on it, then yes, I agree wholeheartedly. What do you think? Um, I would kind of agree in that in that sense, right? So your team should have. Like, X-Men, obviously, they don't use Colossal Retaliation because they want to keep a theme team. So your team should have some version, especially nowadays, some kind of backlash for attacking. There should be a negative. It should make you rethink attacking this person. Because Mangog is sitting back there, and ooh, he's licking his lips just thinking about pulling off that seven damage destroying your team, you know, or pulling the Odin Sword, okay? And the X-Men are just like, yeah, go ahead, shoot my student. Do it. I dare you. I triple dog dare you. I'm going to get so many free attacks. Dude, it's not even funny. So that I'll agree with. Equipment isn't necessarily on every team, but it is helpful. I see what he's trying to go for. But back then, and here's here's where I find the main difference. Possessors and batteries made certain characters that you wouldn't consider meta to be really good or fringish meta. Certain objects can sort of do that, but necessarily putting Colossal Retaliators on a team does not make other characters good. Okay, so there that's where I'm kind of drawing the line between this. I would agree that you're going to see a lot of objects and a lot of Colossal Retaliators on characters' teams. On, not characters, but human beings, people's teams, right? But it's not necessarily a must to make someone good, right? Like there was a Guy Gardner, like how that 120-point Guy Gardner team that was the pseudo alpha strike team, but he was because he, you could possess him and then he could do whatever. Like that made him really good. You know, if I put exospecs on swarm, okay, sure. Now he can pulse wave and drop bees everywhere, but that still doesn't make him that meta. Like it's going to be really hard to pull off some crazy stuff with swarm just by having exospecs. So I think I can see where he's drawing the line, but I don't quite think we're there yet. Okay. Next thing we got from, I believe this is Citizen Ben Jones, one of our, our guys in Australia. He said, okay, oh, that we had an issue with emails coming in, so don't worry about the first part of this. But uh, he's claiming Australia for what we have brought into the podcast as the home base initiative, Dial H's home base initiative. And we have a couple more entries for the home base initiative. Uh, let me explain that real quick, quick in case this is your first episode that you are turning tuning into. Uh, you can claim a venue for a state that you belong in that you that you attend, and that could be Dial H's home base in that state. Kind of like just claiming your territory. It's a fun little thing. So Ben Jones is claiming Australia. It's called Good Games. Hurstville is the store, uh, and that's going to be claiming the entire country. Of Australia. If you're outside of the United States, you can claim the country. I think we only have two countries claimed right now. It's Finland and Australia. Uh, and each individual state can be claimed, but multiple states have already been claimed. In addition to Australia, we got, I think, a citizen Kirby, Ronnie? He's claiming uh, Maryland. Phoenix Rising in Maryland. So pretty sweet. So Maryland is checked off of the list and now has a home base for Dial H. Um, now, there is a little bit more, uh, something that I've actually spent a lot of time doing in the past. Uh, it came from Ben Jones, the rest of his email. But uh, his question is about Hawkeye and the ones you enjoy playing. The ADW Chase Hawkeye is probably the best, but I like the Avengers 
assembled Hawkeye. 14 range is awesome. My friend likes the Age of Ultron one where you take a penetrating or Hawkeye doesn't get an action token. Discuss. Thanks for the heads up on the email, and thanks for the show. Keep up the great work. So I have played Hawkeye a lot, a lot of different versions of Hawkeye over the years. And this is a good question because this is one of the very few things that I probably – Calder knows all the stuff about meta. I actually – Whoa, whoa. I wouldn't say all the stuff. We definitely should not say that. You know way more than I do about meta. This one, okay. this particular email just happens to be more in my wheelhouse because I've played a lot of Hawkeyes it is, it over is. the years. I will say um, there's probably three Hawkeyes in the history of the game that are really worth playing. Two of, really, really making it two of, narrow. Two of which were ma- mentioned in there. Uh, the ADW Chase one is fantastic. It's quite possibly the best one that's ever been made. The Age of Ultron one has some serious merit to it, and I'll explain in just a second. We're not going to go into dials or anything, but just why it's really important. My favorite Hawkeye to play of all time, actually, is going to be the Chaos War number 39. Just because I always put him on the sky cycle, and I, I feel like that's a little bit of a cheating of an answer, but it's fun because you can pump his attack up to 14 with the sky cycle dumb hawkeye doesn't so dumb. do a lot of damage in the comics and i think it's representative in this in this piece because he's only gonna like peg you for three damage and you're like well i don't want to spend 148 points on hawkeye just to do three damage yeah it's more like a it's like a flavor thing for me uh so there's that uh, the, the reason why you would play the Age of Ultron Hawkeye is just because I think it's super funny that you have eight range, three bolts with precision strike, and that used to work differently. Than it. Can you only precision strike one character now? Yeah, sadly, it's a single target with yeah. precision strike so, now. So that yeah. changed. It used to be way better than what it is now. When they made that change, this piece dropped very heavily for me this one's 94 points so you see you're like oh i'll save four points and i'll play the age of ultron hawkeye three he only has 10 attack but he does have that special trait that he gets like plus one attack for each target of the attack so you can really you boost his attack up to 13 and you were precision striking three people you can't do that anymore which really negates kind of what he was there for in the first place 13 attack hit three people precision strike all three deal out three damage to three different characters that was awesome you can't do that anymore so it kind of nerfed him into the ground with that change i do like the the when you attack people and you hit you make them choose whether they get one unavoidable or hawkeye doesn't give an get an action token in all of the times that i've played this everyone always chooses hawkeye doesn't get an action token so you think it's going to be cool that one unavoidable damage no one ever chooses that so it's really not a choice they always choose the not action token and it's cool you can use hawkeye like infinite turns in a row almost but it's not quite that good i think that hawkeye adw it's just so incredibly dumb hawkeye as a character should probably not be 100 points this one's 65 he still has 11 attack and he just is running and gunning you guys know what he does He's fantastic. I think he's hands down worth it if you can get it on. You, you get your hands on that one. Stay with that one. But I'm if you can't get a hold of the chase, I'm still going to stick with the uh, Chaos War Hawkeye. I still really, really like him, and he does some good, decent damage output with the Spider-Man team ability. Do you have anything else to add to that? 
Uh, not really. Probably my most, like, sort of, if you want to do a really flavorful hot guy. Um, he's not good. It's the uh, Captain America Civil War, the Zero Six one. Um, cause he has like leap climb and stuff like that. Like his, his power set top style is really bad, but he has that whole riding on an arrow trait so he can shoot Ant-Man. It has to be an Avenger with the tiny damage symbol, but it's pretty cool. You can shoot out Ant-Man, which is pretty great. Oh yeah. That's so that's I like super that. Cool. Um, I think that's about all I know about Hawkeyes. I just, I personally think that the one, the chaos war with the sky cycle, not only is it super flavorful, I mean, that's right from the comic books, especially during his West coast Avengers run, super cool. And because he has, he has running shot and stealth top dial, but he does not ignore hindering terrain for movement purposes. You get rid of that weakness by giving him the sky cycle. You can still hide in your stealth you can run and gun. You can hit 14. Hope you don't roll incorrectly. And I don't know. I just I really like the piece. So that's that's my two cents on Hawkeye. Uh, we did get an email from Citizen Eric Caves. It goes into some very interesting bystander information. And I'm going to go ahead and link this uh, this post, this thread that he put in an email, so you guys can read how. Because of the new bystanders that get generated from these characters with the underworld team ability and the – it's like – what is it? The mastermind leadership stuff and you roll and you get your little guys. But they also get that keyword, which gives them the ability to have probability – like theme team probability control. If you already built a theme team and you're just pumping out these like little five-point suited henchmen, right? Now they have – probability control like it's actually really really good and it's a good read if you want to run through that thread so that's pretty legit um my gosh there's so much so much stuff this week um there's a lot there's a lot lot. there's a lot of stuff this week um we did have we did have a birthday uh the birthday is actually it is citizen kirby ronnie and uh that's going to be – I believe it's today uh, when, when – Is it? Yeah, we got that. So as nice. of recording. So we're going to give you a that, that sexy, that sweet Dial H for Heroclix up, official Happy Arabian Birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. There you go. So if you have someone in your local playgroup, maybe it's you that you want to give a shout-out to on the podcast and hear that sweet, sexy, happy Arabian birthday music, just let us know when your birthday is and who it is, and we will give that to you. Uh, The last thing before I wanted to talk about what made me happy this week is we, Calder and I, took some time to think about over the last year – who it was that, as far as interaction with the podcast and what they did for us and who was always around and jumping on answering questions and sending us messages and things like that for the official Superfan, the annual Superfan Award that we always give out. We just didn't do it on the award ceremony because we just we hadn't really decided at that time on who we wanted to give it to. But we have since decided on who we wanted to give that to, and – uh, Calder, do you you want to make the announcement? Yeah, absolutely. So 
this is this is somebody who is really consistent on answering the Community Tuesdays question. They send us in mail. They have great uh, great relationship with the podcast because it is a living thing. They're talking to us. We're talking to them. We're just having a really good time. This is this is someone who I've got a chance to talk to in real life. And for those listening, we're like, ah, 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 why hasn't just said it yet? What a jerk. I know. I am a jerk. I just like to sort of tease just that little much. But no, our Dial H Hero Clicks 2018 super fan is none other than Citizen Christian Bogan. And he's like, oh, my God, I didn't expect for this to happen. Ah. Like, whoa, he's, he's in his car. I'm like, no, Christian, don't swerve. Don't swerve. Stay on the road. Stay on the road. Ah, drive, drive carefully. <laughs> What are you doing? What are you doing, man? Um, so, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, Christian Bogan's great. He's awesome. I've had a chance to talk, talk with him. He's really Oh, no. Don't cut out oh. now. We're almost at the end. Don't do it. All right, oh, what were you saying? Oh, no. We're so, we're so close. I was just... <laughs> <laughs> Give me a heart attack. I was, I was just saying more congratulations. Yeah, and, seriously, uh, we really do appreciate... All the times that you've messaged into us and talking to, not only is he on the Facebook, he's on the Twitter, you know. So if he's right. not talking to Calder, he's talking to me. We really appreciate that, and that's more of a reason for you guys to cross platform. You guys can see more of the community because if you're only on Facebook, you don't see the Twitter community, the Twitter army. Hashtag Twitter army. Uh, and, yeah, here that Twitter army. And, and, and vice versa. I like to have the, like the little competitions. Sometimes between you know Jesus how, guy. how many how many answers for Community Tuesdays question we can get on Twitter versus how many we can uh, get on Facebook. By the way, we won this week. Go guys, go guys. Twitter, uh, Twitter. whatever. Uh, Twitter army strong. I'm gonna get bracelets made for Twitter army. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I really do want to also say you guys made it hard this year. I almost throughout the entire year I was putting down names. I was like I want to choose a really cool super fan and really consistently is what overall won it. But I had like 10 names written down for super fan. Like seriously, it, it was like tough. Not that wasn't even me talking with Chris. That was like me in myself. And then Chris is like, so who do you want to do for a Superman? I'm like, ah, oh, well, I sort of maybe had a little plan here. So we, you guys did make, it we really did go back and forth because he had his list. I had my list and there was only a very small number of a cross section that hit both sides of it. And then we talked about it more and more, and that's who we ended up with. So seriously, Sisson, super fan, Christian Bogan. Christian Bogan. Thank you for being there all of the times that you were there. We appreciate it. Okay, uh, the last thing before we sign off for the night, the thing that made me happy, and I didn't, I didn't want to say this at the beginning of the episode because it really could have dictated the whole feel for some people of the episode. I really wanted it to be light. And happy this week. Um, I now have a definitive date on when I'm going to be stepping away from the podcast entirely. Uh, you did not know this uh, because I just I didn't feel like it was probably the right thing to do. Talk about it during this whole time that I've been working towards this. But eight months ago. I walked into an Army recruitment center here in Indianapolis, and I decided that I wanted to serve my country. Uh, I have a bachelor's, so I can go in as an officer, and it has been a very long, drawn-out process, a lot of hurry up and wait for anybody out there that is in the military. You know exactly what I'm saying right now. But eight months ago, I made that decision, and I have been sticking with it ever since, and 
doing physicals and ASVABs and, and doing interviews, and it was this week. They fast-tracked me finally, and I was approved. I signed my contract, and July 23rd, I am going to be shipping off for basic training. Um, past that, that's going to be in Fort Benning, Georgia, for anybody that knows anything or cares about military um, I'm going to be down there. I'm going to go to OCS, which stands for Officer Candidate School, directly after my basic training. And um, I just decided that I knew it was probably going to come eventually, but I didn't have a day, and uh, it finally it finally all dropped. So that is five months away for all of us. Um, I'm definitely going to be around. I am going to... I told Caller the other day, and he's known this whole time, that this is probably the eventuality of what's going to happen with me in my future. Couldn't do the podcast forever um, as much as I do enjoy it, but uh, I told him, I'm with you to the end of the line, Buck. I'm going to record as many episodes as I can with Calder from now until when I leave. So now we know. Um, I know some of you out there, uh, we've kept in closer contact, and you guys know that this is what I've been trying to do this whole time, and I, I really appreciate all the times you guys have been like, hey, what's the status on what's going on, and do you know anything, and blah, 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 and all those times that I told you, man, we're just still, it's just waiting, and we didn't know what was going on, well, we finally know, so now you know, I just wanted to be as transparent about it as possible, so here in about five months, I will be gone, and I am really hoping that, as I've always said, I mean, basically since day one, that this is very much a legacy podcast, I would love, I, obviously I'm turning this over entirely to Calder, I would love for someone to step up and fill my position the best that they can, you'll probably do an even better job than I ever did at this podcast, but just keep it going. I think that that's really important, especially for the community that is Dial H. Uh, people come and go in this podcast. We're like how many iterations into this podcast now? Uh, <laughs> so I, I'm genuinely excited uh, for what's to come in my future. Very proud and honored that I finally get to go do this. And now you guys know. Whew, that was that was a lot. It's um, a lot. Yeah. Calder, is there any anything that you wanted to say while we're talking about it now man i think it's awesome like what you're doing i think it's i think it's good i'm gonna miss you so much but we got we have five really good months there's a lot happening in the world of hero clicks so we're gonna have a really really good five months this isn't just like i'm gonna pack i'm gonna leave it's not we we have we got the man the myth the legend chris Britton, for a good time before we have to say uh our uh, our sort of goodbyes i mean i'm not saying gone forever so I, I'm just happy that you're pursuing your dream. I mean, that's what it's all about. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm still gonna check in and stuff. Exactly. On you guys, just like some of the older guys, they definitely check in every once in a while. We'll even get Community Tuesdays answers from those guys, you know, the original guys. And I want to do that. I still want to maintain that in my life, that connection with all of the people that I've connected with. You especially, obviously, is my super awesome, fantastic co-host that you've been over the literal years. That we have been doing this together. It doesn't seem like it's been that long, but we. It doesn't. But no. we really have been doing this together for years, and um, I don't know. I mean, life happens. Big changes happen eventually, 
And um, I, we'll just leave it at that, and we're going to keep rolling with the punches until the last episode that I'm going to be on. So I, I assume someone out there completely can understand why I did not want to tell you all of this at the beginning of the episode. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, well, Chris is leaving. Some of you guys care. Some of you don't. That's fine. It's whatever. But I've, I've really had a wonderful experience doing this over the years. I wouldn't change any of it for even a little bit. And uh, we're, we're just going to keep on trucking. We're going to do what we're going to do, entertain you guys and gals, put out Dial H content every week, and it's going to continue after I'm gone. So I really appreciate that. Uh, do you have any last-minute things that you want to say before I give all the, the plugs? You know, I'd say that's it, man. All right. Well, you can find us at Dial H for HeroClicks. That is the number four on the Twitters. You can search for us, Dial H for HeroClicks, on Facebook. We're getting up there in likes. I think we're about to break 800, so if you haven't liked us already, help us get to at least that 800 milestone. Or you can send us an email like we get from time to time, like Citizen Eric Caves sent us recently this week. Uh, at that's going to be dial H for hero clicks at gmail.com. We really appreciate everything that you guys do for us. So I'm done. All right. And to read us out of here as a reminder, dial H for hero clicks is brought to you by cool stuff, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest hero click singles and seal products. Check them out at cool stuff, Bye guys. Happy trails. I just want to play this real quick. You see my downstairs mix-up? Yeah, I didn't ask to see that, did I? I'm all Greg. This guy.